0: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
2: Cheers,
1: guys! I'm cheersing Cheers, Feel Skype. Ooh. Cheers. What are you drinking over there? I'm drinking a Victoria, oh, my nice. very favorite Mexican beer. Sounds amazing. I found it at Bevmo, my very favorite liquor store in all of the world. Amazing. Uh, but this is 51 first dates. Welcome to it. I'm Liza, and I'm Kimmy. I guess you
3: and still this have is...
0: Kenny.
1: <laughs> yes, we're joined by Kenny, our new dater. Slash so this Kimmy's week brother. we've got. And, and also my brother. <laughs> I like getting really official at the top of in the pod. In order of importance, these are his. <laughs> yep. New dater, then brother. No. Loving brother. I'm, like, really jealous that you, you both get to hang out together. Liza and Kenny, my brother, our new dater, are hanging out in New York while I am in L.A. on Skype with them. I get a little bit jealous, that's and all. And Kenny and I rolled
2: into this recording at the exact same level, which is...
3: We both just got out of bed 30 minutes or less ago.
2: And it is 7 p.m. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we're both struggling. Um, we've got New York vibes, which I think is makes sense. We're and just, Kenny's like, over there running around errands, Furniture Shopping. Like yeah, kind of I got here. two
1: different Craigslist furnitures. Um, one was I drove outside of L.A. I'm pretty sure I was in the Valley. And I did hot yoga. <laughs> I'm so fucking annoying. But I went out last night, too. It just fucking – it happens here. You become an annoying person. I mean, yep. I think it – yeah. I think also just, like, this is
2: an outlier for me. I just, like – I drank for, like, 12 hours yesterday. I was at, like, a really fun wedding. It was really big. But it was, like, extreme full day, like, going hard the whole day. And, like, the night before we had done or like a lot of partying at the rehearsals. So I'm just, you know, I'm just crusty.
1: That's my – I'm sure a lot of our listeners if they're listening on a Sunday or any day after drinking can relate. I don't know, last weekend I had a Sunday where I couldn't do anything. I had gone to Santa Barbara and I got home and I was like, yeah, that's it, lying in bed all the rest of the day. Yeah.
0: Just that's I,
2: it. Totally. I had full plans to like watch a whole TV series today, like I was going to I was going to finally watch Killing Eve. I was like, I'm just going to buy it on Amazon, like I'm going to say YOLO and just buy it, whatever. And like I couldn't even like, I didn't have enough, like, mental energy to focus on your show. Like.
3: I have literally no excuse, and I put off every errand that I was supposed to do today. I woke up, like, tried to be productive, went to the gym, was there for probably less than 30 minutes, took a shower, turned around, came back here, and didn't leave my bed since. So, I just am a trash monster, so we'll just go with Yay. it. Yay! I mean, <laughs> I mean really I, so I'm a trash so. monster
1: in looks right now, too. Okay, let's just call this, like, trash monsters acceptable. We're all trash monsters, great. So um, for it our new listeners – It fits with our theme today a little bit Oh yeah, of priorities. I mean, it doesn't super
2: fit with our theme, but just, like, you went to the gym. Like, okay, whatever. We're talking about priorities and making dating a priority, and that's our theme. But I think it also fits because sometimes you have to prioritize lying in bed all day.
1: Yes, you do. I mean, I honestly believe that, though, too. You need to, like, take the time to do you um, fuck. Yeah, I just realized I'm starting to sound like, oh, yeah, you need to like take self-love. Wait, did, you, wait, did, you, so did, you, did you do yoga today? Huh. Uh, but I am, I am, oh, yeah, my yoga teacher was all about this, like, <laughs> of course. you're here on a Sunday. Of course. Congratulate yourselves. Just kidding, class was great. I'm drinking a beer, though, so I'm not too L.A. Should we tell our, our new listeners just what's going on real quick? So yes. See how quick we can do it? Updates. Okay. Cool, so, like, let's try. Um, you probably turned on this podcast called 51 First Dates, thinking we'd be talking about one of 51 First Dates. But uh that was we we kind of are okay I have already blown this basically I Kimmy went on a bunch of dates um that Liza who you just heard from helped me organize like discuss like run down the details of she set me up with people like all these cool great things happened and Liza and I debriefed and she helped me keep my head above uh water. Oh boy, this is going so well. No, you're crushing and it. eventually I met someone on date 13, but I did 32 of the 51 dates and I realized I was pushing it. I had to like, you know, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: had to make a decision. Oh my God, I hate jokes. it. So,
1: Why is this so hard? Okay. Basically I, I, I went for it. I'm dating someone and we recruited a new dater. We're recruiting two more daters, but our first dater is Kenny. He's here today to discuss his date number two of 51 or, you know. Less. Don't worry. Don't look scared. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so does anyone else, Eliza, do you want to add to that? Do you want to make it a no, little that's clear what we're doing?
2: I mean, I think that like, if you're just joining us now, you can go back to the beginning and hear about Kimmy's 50, wait, 51 date slash not 32 date journey. Uh, or you can just stick with us now and like get on board with our new dater, Kenny. And we actually have exciting new dater announcements um, for those of like our, you guys who have been listening forever and have been following us kind of this summer as we um, like rejigger the structure of the podcast, we're going to bring on probably three new daters and we're going to be hearing from um, each of them, like one of them a week um, as they go on a 51 day journey. So we thought it would be kind of fun and like you guys would hear a lot of different perspectives. We brought on a boy Because that's different than us. (laughs) We're gonna, and we're continuing to just try to find people who we think like would bring a totally
1: new perspective on dating, um, onto the podcast. So yeah, we'll still have guests on. So it'll be Kenny and then two more daters, and we'll still have guests on. I just wanted to super clarify it. Um, And then in the meantime, we might fill in as we're organizing all the logistics, like some random guest daters too here and there. So. Keep um, doing all that you're doing, sending us your dates. So many people sent in that they are doing their own experiments. Um, someone started an Instagram for their experiment. It's really, really cool. We're so touched that you're, like, communicating with us, like, starting things, inspired it just we're let we're touched that you're listening to us right now and still listening after the ramble i just made some of your so, fan bases even so like much.
3: reached out to me on instagram so i mean clearly hey. you have people that are invested in your project and like, apparently my project if i want to call it that now but yeah i'm like getting hit up with like follow requests on instagram if you're listening get ready to be disappointed i'm probably the worst social media user of all time i spend more time than i want to admit on instagram but Rarely post anything, and usually we'll post a story that I regret posting and delete in the morning. So, like get <laughs> oh my ready gosh. for like an Instagram experience. But I mean, it's going to be lackluster to say the least.
1: Kenny, you are too hard on yourself. <laughs> no, I think it's Wait, funny. after that can't. after that pitch. Follow at Kenny Foskett yeah, Is that actually your um, handle? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if it's too depressing when you follow him follow at five one first dates pod <laughs> totally no i'm good. and are well, feeling post
2: crazy stuff. you can also follow kimmy and i on instagram i'm mm-hmm. at liza joe renz liza yes. j-o-e-r-e-n-z plug in i'm N-G's. private Let's but go. I'll, I'll accept you um yeah i literally can't believe i'm plugging my own instagram That's i also great. i I don't think I've posted on Instagram since May. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but I do get drunk and make stories a lot. That's the only I I way love search. drunken
1: stories. I love making them.
2: <laughs> Kimmy yes. just commented on the story, a story I made from the wedding I went to. Like when we when we were pre before we started recording, we were chatting about the wedding a little bit cuz Kimmy knows the people getting married and whatever. And she was asking some questions about it. She was like, "Oh, it looked in your story like blah blah blah." And I was like, I don't I don't know what was
1: <laughs> in my story. I know I posted a story, but I'm just not totally sure what I was showing. <laughs> Um, it was it was nothing egregious it was nothing was you fine. know no illicit substances <laughs> good <laughs> like um Wait, um kenny my my l a roommate Annie just started following you and she said we were in the car when she did what is your instagram bio
3: um- sh- shenanigans and debauchery
1: yes yes <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's like, little off brand but i like it i don't know (laughs) it's just like
3: it means like it's just the more sophisticated goofs and gags i mean just don't take it too seriously oh goofs and
1: gags (laughs) do you have shenanigans and debauchery guys i'm trying to be a nice older sister but sometimes i give him a hard time do you have it listed on your dating profile
3: i have shenanigans i think shenanigans more okay shenanigans debauchery is just like i don't know you're gonna have to get into Maybe there's going to be some weird
1: shit. That's the part that I'm like, that makes it sound like you're a crazy person. (laughs) Like a really crazy partier.
3: No. You um, were very
1: civilized here. Yeah.
3: I just thought it was, it's just kind of a fun word, to be perfectly honest. It's kind of like evil genius vibes, but totally off-brand to your point. (laughs) I'm like like sitting here puffy face, like trying to huff down this beer and talking about it. Debauchery and evil genius. So like we're in a cool place right now. Uh, Um, I'm I'm being a dick.
1: I'm truly being a dick. Uh, (laughs) That's fine. Okay. What do you have
3: siblings so for that, other than to be a dick, right? I give yeah. it back. It's
2: true. So today we're going to talk about. Oh my God, I forgot. Priorities is our theme. And we're going to hear about date number two from Kenny.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So um, shall we kick it off with a, a tradition we haven't done in a while the <gasps> taxicab confession? Totally. I'm excited yeah. to hear. Do you want to play yours? Do you want to play it? For our our new uh, listeners, um, (laughs) I keep only talking to them. Thank you to our continuous listeners, too. Uh, Taxicab Confession is just um, when our dater, Kenny, records his first impressions of the date. It's not always right after in a taxicab, but you get the idea. So we're going to play that.
3: Hey, this is Kenny, just doing this taxicab confession, wandering around the streets of the Upper East Side. It's a Tuesday. I'm kind of lost because I never hang out here. And just wrapped up date number two. Um, ultimately, I thought it went well. I mean, it wasn't perfect. Conversation was good. It had kind of been this long preamble in terms of like trying to figure out logistics and when we could actually go on the date. So, like, there's a lot of thinking beforehand. And I think ultimately that leads to just like forced expectations or similar. Um, I'm not really sure how to explain it at this moment in time, but I feel like a little bit of a weirdo walking around on my phone, so I'll leave it at that. I think ultimately we'll see. I don't know if I have super high hopes about the continuation of, like, seeing this individual, but it was fun, and I, I really can't say anything negative. So as I leave it to the birds, we can uh, continue to talk about it on the pod. Peace.
2: Great, you crushed it. (laughs) I first don't know
3: why I actually felt uncomfortable. I was walking to the gym today and I walked by human excrement on the sidewalk. So for like me to feel weird walking around on the phone, like talking to myself, (laughs) is like, I mean, like just self harm. Yeah. No, I
2: mean the one time I ever made a taxi cab confession was when I like creepily watched Kimmy on a date (laughs) from like a different corner of the bar. I felt like a crazy person.
1: And also mine was like 7 minutes long.
2: So you did a great job. <laughs> it was
1: so good.
3: Short I
2: really liked sweet. it though.
1: Um Um, wait, kenny I always felt like that too. I like would like go on like these like really probably dangerous like dark streets to be alone in Brooklyn, like just so I could like and meanwhile, there are like influencers like videoing themselves selfie style like at everything they see. So
3: Yeah. I mean, don't feel like, badly. I was walking across the Brooklyn Bridge the other day and like people are constantly on their phones like filming themselves and i was like can't be like that weird to just be speaking to my phone yeah it was it just like, like very like bizarre phone. also hearing it was like weirdly out of breath <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that came I across know. but i was like <laughs> it just sounded like i just said jogged <laughs> but i mean oh well
1: i, I mean, always did
2: too you hiked up to the upper east side okay, so fair. um okay cool so tell us about okay so you met on Same, hinge yeah
3: should probably switch that up so we have more conversations yeah same
1: no just i'm just like covering the bases yeah for sure no, it's okay you don't have to like try new apps like if hinge is working for you i'm starting to think hinge is like truly the best one out there i don't know how do you feel about that kenneth
3: i think tinder is kind of trashy or i don't know if that's really fair because i'm sure people use it and feel good about it but i think there's like robots and like more of like the ads i don't know it doesn't feel as sophisticated Bumble oddly puts the pressure on on the female to respond, which I don't know if it's necessarily always the best. Um, and then like for Hinge just is like it's two ways; people can like each other. You can choose yes or no. I think it just provides more flexibility and feels like I don't know the app itself. Like in it is like technologically like sound. It feels good. So that's I really I
1: like thinking. that um, that Hinge had that thing where it would send you like that match that they thought you'd be good for like yeah. once a week, and then like you both like one of you can like i don't know they kind of pressure you to like get involved and you only have so many likes you can give out a day right
3: uh yes and they also changed up the algorithm a little bit whereby like it used to prioritize all the people that matched with you and so you'd Mm -hmm. see them first on your thing now it doesn't necessarily do that like if someone matches you you'll see them and so you have a queue of like five people it'll be like match match like two other people that you haven't seen yet and then like jump back in so like it forces you to like look at other people rather than just like sit on a bunch of like names and be like, I'll get through these. I don't know. It just works. Oh, yeah. From my perspective. That's
1: good. At one point, Hinge sent me an email and date 13 was like the email, the match. He like sent a screenshot of it to me. Cause we had been going on dates at that point. He was like, Oh my God, funny. They think so. Like props to hinge. Like, yeah, they've got works. something
2: figured out. That's smart. Yeah.
1: That's cool um anyway okay cool that was again not a sponsor we're not sponsored by him. I just truly kind of feel like it's like the like or it's like an outlier in a lot of ways because you have to like comment on each other each other's things and I don't know
3: I think it's cool. fun
1: bueno um so yeah that was a really good taxi cab confession actually because I don't know I feel like I got some picture of like how you actually felt after the date but tell us more about the actual date like where'd you go
3: Um, So after a series of cancellations and just like rescheduling, just because like we both had very busy schedules, we ended up at a bar in the Upper East Side called the Penrose, which Brandon suggested. I'd never been. It was like, I don't really know how to define the Upper East Side. I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about it, but it was just like not an area I spent a lot of time. So like to have a solid recommendation is always appreciated. So it didn't feel like anything that wouldn't be, in East Village or, like, any other neighborhood that I hang out in. So it was, like, a, it was like perfect.
2: How many dicks?
3: How many dicks?
2: Yeah, how many dicks, <laughs> dicks. out of five dicks would you ten rows? Oh, um, Yeah, I mean, we can make your vaginas a few... No,
3: no, no, no. Lives. I just, I just <laughs> completely forgot that was a thing. Um, lots of dicks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All of the dicks. No, just so um, many dicks. Uh, like, a three and a half. I don't know. It was, like, a, a good spot. We were... Like up front by the bar, which I think is cool. I know they do like live music at a certain area, so like we didn't really like I didn't really have a chance to like fully explore, but I thought it was like a solid bar. I would recommend it.
2: Cool. All right. Yeah, it's so like wait, the let's one bar. To like a tiny bit. So like in the interactions on so you guys first matched, you're chatting, whatever. You you move to text quickly, right? That's yeah. like your move. And then how long did you guys text? Like how long was it from like when you first matched and talked? on hinge to when you actually met up
3: like three weeks it was like very bizarre because sure. i don't know why i was so into it but it was just like we had a lot like from like her profile she grew up in massachusetts which is like a town like very close to where we lived she went to U R, which is in richmond where i live. So like i felt like there were a lot of like commonalities in terms of like just like things that we could talk about so it's like it's worth giving it a shot so i think we had like scheduled a date or like we had jumped to text that week didn't work. We had scheduled something the next week, had to reschedule. Then I had to reschedule. And then finally ended up like landing on a Tuesday, like probably the fourth week or like three weeks, three and a half weeks, which is like seemingly a very long time from my perspective. It just was like a lot of back and forth. And like, I don't know. I just think it like weirdly creates this unnecessary tension or like, I don't know. It's like a buildup that shouldn't exist. Right. It's like, Oh, like we're going to do it now and it can't do it now. And then like, You just end up, like, building up, like, mentally or, like, creating some mental buildup that just, like, doesn't matter. Like, ultimately, would rather have had it happen quicker, but, like, looking back on it, it it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of annoying. Yeah, I
2: mean, I feel like dealing with logistics is just, like, generally non-sexy, you know? And it it, it
3: feels like I'm working. You know what I mean? It's, like, another, like, task rather than just, like, the whole point of, like, going out on the date is to just, like, kick back, relax, and, like, meet someone new and, like, have a drink, right? Oh,
2: my God, is the point to relax... I feel no, I'm not, yeah. no the
3: point might be I'm never relaxed I am like always <laughs> internally having like these existential crises but like <laughs> like I think that should be the goal is to, like go meet somebody and like have a drink and like, and, like enjoy casually it. enjoy like yeah. hanging out in each other's presence yeah. yeah easier said than done for sure
2: Wait, it's
1: like a theoretical that's funny, limit <laughs> like, it's not
2: I don't think I've
3: ever had possible. a first date where that is what has happened but like I think that's the goal
1: Wait, that's really interesting because I don't think I have either, but, like, going on more of the dates, like, made it, like, that I could kind of relax, but (laughs) I did always, like, I would always, like, be on the date and be like, who am I? Is this who I am? Like, what is this person thinking of me? And I know that's, like, a greater problem where I was too in my own head to, like, be dating properly, which was part of my problem, but just truly like am I the kind of person who can't like I don't know I'm having flashbacks to it because I'm doing like informationals with like second years like job stuff it's all like and I'm just like "Uh, uh, who am I like meeting all these new people like it's just weird but and then just like one of those like
3: broader dating topics is like I think I just did an I'm doing a volunteer program here in New York and like we had an orientation on Saturday and like obviously there's like some icebreakers involved and like so the teacher on the spot was like in the next minute, come up with your six word autobiography
2: and like questions
3: like that where you're like, holy shit, who am I? What do I do? Why do I exist? It's just like, I feel like that more than less, like in some form, not necessarily that like comes up, like you have that moment on a date. I think that like, Mm -hmm. and then you're just like, what am am I doing here? Yeah. You have to like, (laughs) why are you here with me? Like, what is this?
2: Yeah. You have to like package yourself for someone else. And like, it's gotta be.
3: And it's also different from person to person. Totally, (laughs) it's like
1: like, what's going to make you buy what I'm selling. Like even you know, it's yeah, it is. It's interesting. Oh my god! Tonight, I I just thought of this, and this is going to be a terrible idea. But tonight, I have to record on video through this like interview prep software uh, my 30 second pitch like for the career center here. We all have to do it. Like that's kind of like what if a dating app had that? Like it would probably not be right. But, like, because I know this is not going to be, like, the way I'll ever deliver it in real life. It's just for them to, like, judge us, like, the career center and our, not judge us, help us. Um, but I was just like, oh, yeah, you really do, like, pitch yourself on a date a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you have to package yourself. Like, What are my, like, you don't have to say the six words only, but, like, you really have to think about, like, what you're. What's my fun fact? Like, totally. Like, what, what do I... It's like going on yeah. Shark Tank. Like, you got to have a little
2: bit of a shtick. You got to have... A, you got to put a nice little spin on everything. Kind of, like, gloss over your bad shit. Just cruise right by it until Cuban's like, wait, wait, wait. So, where did that extra $100,000 go? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And
3: I'm, like... Just, like, thinking of, like, whether it really should be. Like, should you be trying to impress somebody or it should it come, like, organically where you, like, just connect and then it's, like... Yeah. I would think that you'd have a better relationship or, like, a better, like, connection if it was the latter.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Right? But
3: there is, like, always, like, if you're trying to impress somebody, like, I don't know. There's a certain flattery to that. And there's also, like, a certain, like, arrogance that you can convey if you're trying to be, like, too outwardly. Like, you know. Well, I think it's respectful to, like,
2: put your best foot forward. Like, maybe not try to impress someone But, like, bring your at least B-plus game, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, which you know, but just, like, but I feel like, because I feel like that even in a relationship sometimes, like, it's really easy to just not, like, take any time to, like, make, you know, be Mm -hmm. good to the per like, make effort. Like, it's easy to make no effort. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it gets to a point where you're like, oh, no, like, I need to... Like, some effort is required to keep... And I feel like it's that. It's like, it should be organic, but it also... Especially in early dating, you do have to, like...
3: I mean, early dating is never organic. Shine
2: the windows or something. <laughs> None of my metaphors are making any sense today.
1: No one shines their
3: windows. That's okay. I said something about, like, a <laughs> flock of birds earlier today, and I was like, that makes absolutely zero sense. I sound like an
1: <laughs> Wait, I always used to say, um... Putting your hands in pots. Oh yeah, you have your hand in too many pots. Yeah, you have your hand in too many pots and I couldn't figure out what it is. Oh my God. And no one's been able to figure out what it is. A classmate of mine said something similar when we were like, we had to make these videos. He said something like he was acting, he was, whatever. He was supposed to be acting like a douchebag when he said this. So, like, that's great for my metaphors. But he said something similar, like, I got my hand in a lot of pies or something. I was like, pies? <laughs> there's something. There is something. I also think there's a
2: saying of, like, her, "There's a, she's got her spoon in every pot, like a chef thing where, but like, you're
1: dipping in every
2: pot. That's what and I thought the
3: pot, hands in pots It's like, so, like you're cooking, you and go, and you're trying to do too many things. Yeah
1: trying to tr- exactly trying to do too many things at once is definitely what it means but i don't know what the like actual well there's also
2: like too many plates is. in the air like the spinning
1: plates or like too many balls
2: in the air like Ooh. i feel like these are all combining you guys listening what is, what is
3: the literary term for this because i just inside. want to say i think the conclusion is don't try to use any of these in a real setting yeah, because you're right. going to get it wrong but if
1: someone is listening is an analogy knows what or a metaphor
2: we're looking for like just know. put us out of our misery <laughs> and send us an email Five and also, six, how does like spinning plates
1: time. and juggling balls relate to more people? Sorry, I'm just like, those, are, those are specific. Things. Like, how is that supposed to make me relatable? Like, those are things clowns do. Okay. Yeah, like, like those are not good analogies or metaphors or whatever. It, it, okay, all right, all right. Sundays are really sorry. fun. I think we should record on them more. Um, Lol. Mm. Okay, all right. So you're on this date.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: How is the, like, tell us about, like, the first impression, like.
3: Well, the first impression was, can you do 7 p.m.? Which, for me, was, like, seemingly very early. Which I don't think is necessarily, just from my perspective. Yeah. Because, like, I work out, like, in Westchester, so I do have a little bit of a reverse commute. And, like, coming back to the city, I was, like, 7 seven p.m. can, like, set a couple things. It's, like, oh, I have, like, I'm just out of work early. It could be convenient. Or, like, oh, I want to make sure it's early enough so that I can, like, just be home and do, like, whatever I want. So, yeah. So, like, it could be, like, again, reading way too much into things. But, like. And I don't know, it just had a certain connotation in my mind. But, like, when we were there, um, no, I mean, it was good. I think, like, interestingly enough, we were able to have, like, again, like, conversation around specific points that, like, came up organically but, like, were relatable, like, hometown and, like, Richmond experience and just other things like that. We spent a lot of time talking about she's a teacher, which from my perspective was very cool and just because it's so different from what I do. And I told I think I mentioned on the podcast last time that, like, I didn't like talking about work, but I was, like, very intrigued just because it's a whole nother world. Like, she's a year older than I am. And she had just, like, finished grad school and was, like, just entering, like, full-time teaching world or, like, trying to.
2: Well, that's why she had to hang out at 7. She probably has to wake up at, like, 5 Well, that, that was it. She had to wake <laughs> oh, yeah. Up. And she, she had to probably be in done class at, like, at, like 6, three p.m. So, like, the
3: whole thing was, like, now it makes a lot of sense. Don't overread into anything before a date because it just isn't worth it.
1: But, like, yeah. Also, I'm proud of her because I did that one day of teaching, volunteering. I think we recorded after it or not even. I was so tired. I I think teachers should be paid $1 million a year, $500,000 at the least. I have not been that exhausted in a long time. You're on your feet all day. You're on all day. You're dealing with – and I had second graders. They were adorable. They were not problematic. They did not ask me if I was married or not. They were very (laughs) chill. And, like, I was so exhausted. I, like, went – maybe we didn't record because I think I, like, got home – or maybe we recorded and then I took a nap and it was supposed to be like an hour and a half or so. I woke up like three hours later and then went back to sleep for the rest of the night. I was like, mm-mm. Both my parents wiped.
2: started their careers as teachers and my mom said like, she was like, I have never in my life been tired like my first year of teaching. Not when I had kids. Not when I was like, she was like going to school full-time and working full-time. And She was like, I've never been that tired.
1: Just like. No. Constantly. A whole group. A are online, you're on, you're on your feet. Do. It's like it's very impressive. Because I genuinely like realize that I like like teaching or tutoring, but I couldn't I just simply could not do it. And especially not for the under like every, they're very underpaid.
3: Every day, like of course, thank God they have the summers off because you'd like lose your mind if it was a full year round.
1: But change. that but that's why they need to be paid more because they have the summers off, but they always most teachers need to have another job. Yeah. It's just like Anyway, that's another podcast. (laughs) The bartender at like
2: my bar downstairs is a teacher. (laughs) Jesus, and I'm always like, this is what's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, Um, okay. So you're on the date. You you are talking about work. Like, how was was the conversation natural? Like, did it flow well or the vibes?
3: Um. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's just, like, there were, like, and that was just a lot of incoherent thought, but, yeah, there were, like, moments where it would, like, freeze and you'd have to kind of restart and jump in, which is always, like, a little bit challenging because, like, I always think it leads to, like, unnatural questions, but I think for the most part it was, like, it was pretty good. It flowed pretty well. I mean, I think it's just, like, a conversational style. Like, sometimes, like, aren't a perfect mesh, but, like, I think it, for the most part, like, I was... I was fine with it. Like, we had fun. We were there. We both had two drinks. So I think we were there for, like, an hour and a half. So, like, we were chatting for the most part. And, like, I think it was very, like, convenient, too, that this was, like, uh, this was, like, a couple weeks ago. But it was, like, right after the Emmys. So, like, we had, like, pop culture things to talk about. We had work to talk about. There was just, like, a lot of things to talk about, which was, like, convenient. Mm-hmm. And I think if there were fewer things to talk about, it would have been a little bit harder. But, like, I don't know. You decide. It was, like, I walk out of certain conversations feeling like I had to put in more effort than less. And maybe, in this case. I had to put it in a little bit more but yeah. not to any fault of hers it was just like a function of just like personalities
1: no it's like this is just dating um I just i i understand like that feeling exactly and that doesn't mean you're like being mean about the date or anything but i have some logistical questions and you can answer them or not so who got there first me you did yes. and then did you pick a spot at the bar
3: i did yeah and i had originally like of course, because this is how dating goes. Like, i got in there and everything was, like, full, <laughs> So I, like, texted her. I was like, uh-oh, everything is, like, really crowded. And like, started sweating and freaking out. And she's like, alright, well, there's this other place we can try. And then I ended up being like, alright, a couple of seats just opened up, so I just locked down two spots.
1: Okay. Away. Yeah, that's actually, we haven't talked about that a ton, but that is such a terrible moment. When you're, because I like being the first one there, but then when there's nothing open, it's, like, so awkward. I definitely start sweating. Or, like, I had a date at, like, the top of the white one of the dates we talked about like just where, where there's like seating for tables which is weird but like then there's also just a bar like and you don't want to like uh, wait it's like the unnecessary
3: for the stress right because like ultimately yep. like it'll be fine but like mm-hmm. i was like yeah there's no seats here we can't be here we need to go we need to reschedule we need to find another place i don't know where i am in these in the upper east side i was just like rapidly spiraling but it ended up being fine
1: yep no so you but you you just waited and got seats like I hate not getting a seat right away at the bar, but you always get a seat. Do you know what I mean? Even with friends. It always happens.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree, I would agree with that. Yeah, it was like stress over nothing. But yeah, we sat down at the bar. It was, yeah. I, I was get that first.
2: stress so much though because like the first time meeting someone is already awkward. Like I hate the like, even for like businessy coffees mm-hmm. or whatever. I hate the, like we get there, we put our stuff down. Like they said they were going to buy me a coffee and then I'm like, let's, you know, it's just like you don't yeah. fucking it's annoying and weird and yeah. you know you need someone to like take control and it's like it's just like a very strange way to meet someone by having like a weird logistical interaction that's like when in like when things are crowded and loud and stressful yeah. that's like my personal social anxiety
3: hell <laughs> I feel like the theme of this is slowly turning into the logistics of dating and like how to approach yeah. them and deal with them because i think like even as you think about prioritizing i mean that really is just a lo- logistical issue like carving True. out time from a, like from that standpoint
1: well yeah so that was my other question how did you end up actually getting on the date and what were the things that were like preventing you both from getting on the date logistically
3: yeah and, i mean in terms of
1: prioritization
3: i just like it's tough with my work schedule i think i have a pretty demanding career that requires like time spent in the office almost sometimes to a fault in terms of just like making FaceTime and just, like, being around, like, I don't necessarily love dipping out before, like, people who are more senior than me who are working with me on projects and stuff, it just feels, like, uncomfortable, so, like, sometimes I have to prioritize work over, you know, social environments, so, like, um, how did I physically get it? I, I did have to, like, tell my coworkers like, that I was going to bounce out early, it was early enough, like, seven o'clock, it means I can, like, if I needed to work on the back end, I could do that, but, um, yeah, I just have to, like, I had to carve out time and, like, put time on my calendar, like work calendar, really cool, really stiff. (laughs) But like put time on my work calendar and I was just out of the office. And like, I just like, yeah, make time with an emphasis on make.
2: Well, it's hard. I mean, I feel like that's something we hear. I hear from everyone in New York, like all the time is that it's really, you have to, to do anything in New York, you basically have to give something up
3: because it's like, the series of trade-offs like
2: yeah like it's rare to have a free night here it's rare to like you know everything's just crazy all the time and and your life is like filled with shit wall to wall and so it's like something has to be moved like you got to move out some furniture to like move in some furniture for sure
3: and I think like that's part of like I don't know that's part of what I love about New York is like I am constantly busy and there are constantly things to do Mm -hmm. but like for example as we think about this podcast and like continuing to go on dates like this upcoming week I'm in town Monday (laughs) <laughs> and then, like late Friday and the weekend and so like it just becomes like one of those things where it's like it feels like oh no I'm gonna miss out on these opportunities or like oh no I have to put in like this much more work and like set up these dates like a week out like it just feels like again like these weird logistics you have to deal with and so like that can just like I think make dating sometimes a little bit less enjoyable because it's just like yeah. there is like a certain pressure to like keep up with the pace of dating in the city which is obviously very fast-paced And so, like, thinking through that and, like, thinking what it means, like, I'll look at my phone and be like, I want to match with this person, but I don't want to do it now because I can't go on a date this week.
2: Totally. My, my, one of my best friends who has been a guest on the pod, Katie, is her and I am, if you remember that episode, she's my cousin. She, you know, has been trying to date more here and she had a three week work trip and then a two and a half week vacation scheduled almost back to back. So she was like, cool, I'm not going to be in the city for a month and a half I can't, I, sh- I shouldn't go on dates starting in like the month or two before that because what, like if like the ideal is something works, cool, it works. I'm going to be gone for a month and a half. Like, it's just like, it, so it's that shit all the time. Like it's really, it is something that you have to, I think, like say actively, like I want this, I'm making yeah. changes.
1: I mean, maybe not for everyone. I don't know. I think it is something you have to prioritize if it's important to you. And Kenny, like, I know it's, like, important to you, but you're also, like, just enjoying it. Sorry, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but, like, it seems like you're enjoying the city. You do, like, going on dates, and then now you have this added commitment of the podcast. So, like, it's not necessarily I need to find my person now. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, and, and like, as I go through it and as I hang out with people, I think I'm continuing to develop develop a perspective on that and, like, trying to Mm -hmm. figure it out. But, like, yeah, I'm not rushing into anything. I think it's fun. I'm having fun. I like meeting new people. It's like a good way to continue to explore a city that's relatively new to me um, for lack of yeah. better words. But like, yeah, I, I, I think, and I don't think the podcast is changing my perspective on dating by any means, but it's just like helping reinforce sometimes. Like you do have to put in the effort to make sure that you don't yeah. slip out and get lazy and call and like just put dating off to the side. Because I think if you do that, it's easy to like to let it slide and then hard to like, you find yourself, it's like harder to get back into. And I think like, yeah. unfortunately for better or for worse, like reps, like going on dates makes you so much better at dating and like, I don't mean that to be like, I'm just going on a date with you to get better at dating. But like, unless you're dating, you're gonna just like be uncomfortable dealing with conversations that otherwise would be more fluid. Cause I think I have very similar conversations on most first dates that I go on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, like a lot of overlap. And yeah. again,
1: it's like, it's like weirdly like networking. And, sorry, and then Liza, say what you are going to say. Yeah. I just brought that up because I was thinking about some people here. Like, business school is insanely busy, like, and it's all ramping up now with, like, clubs and you're just meeting people. Like, my schedule is, like, way more scheduled than normal, but somehow, like, in going out and meeting these people for informationals, I'm learning how to squeeze more in or, like, feeling like I'm going to get better practice with it. And, like, I admit, and I was talking to girls who are in the MBA program right now about, like, I don't, I wouldn't be able to be, like, out on first dates right now in LA. I think that would be overwhelming but I have heard some people like just flat out say like, I really want to meet someone and then don't do anything about it, you know? And I'm not trying to shape, but like I've heard people really like, I mean, that's not, you know, it's
3: I an, think it's a, it's a it's it's, little bit. It's an inward outward yeah. dilemma, right? Cause like you want people to come to you and like find you attractive and be interested in you, but unless you put yourself out there and like you're assuming too much of other people, right? Like, so, like, obviously you want the attraction to be inward towards you, but you also have to expel the same towards someone else Mm -hmm. to make that work.
1: Yeah, and I personally just realized, like, I was talking to a girl here at school because there are, like, it's, like, 35% women, so there are a ton of men around. Dating in business school is weird, so not many people are doing it yet, but it'll happen. That's what business school always says. But I was talking to another student, Girl here who was just kind of like, oh, I feel like I'm bad at flirting, so I'm not like really flirting with any of the guys from our class yet. But I'm not out and dating, and I'm like, I'm like, I really relate to that because I was never like really good at like I had to like get to know people for a while and then have that stuff start, like our acting class, um Lies and I were in. But like, I I'm not like someone who just like flirts really hard at like a party and then has people asking me out. So I think, like, dating worked well for me because it was, like, two people. It wasn't, like, I don't know, like, going on first dates as much as I hated it. In the end, kind of is, like, better for me because I'm a little bit shy. I'm not, like, super good at flirting. So it's, like, prioritizing the way you want to, if you really want to meet someone, the way you want to meet them, too. It doesn't have to be going on dates. I think dates are, you know, kind of easier than just, like, hitting on someone in the moment, not knowing if they're, you know, open for dating, if that makes sense. But
2: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like... Obviously, I think that everybody wants the same... I mean, that's a Not everyone wants the same thing. But I think that a lot of people want the, like, thing of, like, someone falls into your lap, you immediately hit it off, it's beautiful, you connect, you fall in love, like, there's no effort, you know, and it's, like... of course. And, like, yeah, like, but for most people, that doesn't happen. So it's something where you... I totally agree to your point, Kimmy, that there's a lot of people who, and I was one of these people for years and years and years, who, like, don't like their dating life, but are not doing anything to change it. And, like, no shade in that, it was me. Like, it absolutely, Mm -hmm. 100% was me. I I just would get crushes on friends, feel awful, and then, like, you know, pine after them for a long time, and then would just get a crush on a new and a different friend. (laughs) Like, it was... (laughs) Because I was just desperate for someone that I already knew to be the love of my life you know and obviously it's not but yeah but
3: sometimes that does work right so I think you just need to be open minded totally I mean
2: ultimately that is what happened to me (laughs) and that was really nice I won't fucking lie it was super nice to just Mm -hmm. reconnect with an old friend and be like oh we're in love now like a couple months later that was great I recommend it but I also really wish I had realized earlier that like I was more in control than I admitted and like I had to make some changes and push myself and yeah it's that same thing of like you have to change to get you know to whatever you have to like adapt and it's so mm-hmm. hard to do with dating and I just never did it but yeah I think so many people don't
3: yeah and that's why I have taken an approach where like I prefer if I think about like what a relationship looks like it's probably not with a friend because I think like a lot of the people that I know and like enjoy being friends with i don't want to put that at risk in terms of just like making it weird or complicated and like making it challenging for like other people around me to like hang out with people they want to hang out with. So like, like from my perspective, like first of all, great to meet new people. But second of all, like meeting someone new comes with a lot less like potential baggage in that sense. And Mm. so like, that's why I've been like more apt and like more kind of focused on meeting people that I have fewer connections with than like, Someone who I went to, like, for example, went to school with.
1: More apt to. Apt with a D. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're more apt. <laughs> Sunday.
3: Uh, <laughs> no, Sunday.
1: Right
3: over my head. Can we call more this
1: episode apt? apt to be an, on an app. A-P-P right. apostrophe D. That's right. Thank you. That'd be
3: really Thank cool. you for spelling
1: it out. I've had one yeah. beer. <laughs>
2: Puns. Is it a pun? Is it a metaphor? Uh, what is anything? What
3: English.
1: <laughs> it's it's
3: yeah.
2: connecting
1: I'm... two words. That sounded like
2: <laughs> I was just gonna try to do one with priority priorities, and the first thing mm. I knew about it was priorities. Like dicks. Mm. <laughs> enjoy. Someone needs enjoy. to put me to bed. <laughs> Give me a sandwich and just tuck me in and put me out of my misery and just put Ooh, me to sleep. Sandwich. Like, a sandwich sounds good. A sand- I I ate like a kind of greasy brunch, which was really good, but
1: then I stopped for the day and now I'm starting to regret it. I want a sandwich, like a real <laughs> solid, like big deli sandwich. I feel like yeah. people in
3: California don't eat sandwiches.
1: I don't know. Yeah, not as much. But they eat a ton of burgers. So many burgers. Liza, it's still, the trend is oh, still here three that was years first, later. Our
2: first big trip we took to LA, Like, it was, it was maybe five, five days, like a handful of years ago. And mm-hmm. everyone we hung out with was like, oh my god, I'm going to take you to a place to get the best burger. Like, we had like three best burgers in LA. We'd be like, this is the best burger in LA. I was like, why is everyone telling us this all the time?
1: They were all good. Our first was father's office. Kenny, we went to Father's Office. Liza, we went to the yeah. Father's Office in Culver City, which I feel I feel Father's Office is a very good first date spot if you're down to eat a burger. I, okay, like, well, I like the I don't know, there. I
3: thought it was cool. And
1: then Kenny and I went to the original one in Santa Monica that was small. Oh, nice. Yeah, and Liza, remember that same trip when we our friends took us like late night to one in Santa Monica, a burger place after the bar. Yes, I mean I, I
2: barely was, remember, but I do remember. I barely remember. <laughs>
1: Barely, but I went back there with James Waldeck oh when I first god. moved here. Oh my god, funny. Or no, maybe when I maybe like um, sorry. Oh, actually, James listened, so that's good. No, that was when I like was visiting UCLA. But okay. I went and had burger, and I was like, "This is the place. I've been here before," and it was a very good burger. I mean, all the burgers
2: are good. Like every, I feel like every most things you eat in LA are really good. Like it has a great food scene and culture, and there's, like, a lot, you know, a lot of the, pro- like, there's a lot more local produce and stuff because there's so many farms in California. The then. produce is
1: way better. Here. Yeah,
2: just, like, so your restaurant food, like, on, on average, like, your, an average restaurant is better there than an average restaurant here, I think.
1: Mm, medium. I can't decide. I'm, I'm, I would agree with you with the food, like, it, like, you go to, like, smaller places, taco trucks, but I'm, like... New York's restaurant scene is probably unrivaled or I'm just not good enough at this yet and I rely too much on the infatuation and it's not as strong here mm. as it is in New York. Like places are rated way higher here. Gotcha. than. But well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're we'll going to have to discuss
2: this with, with Lauren who might be listening. Yes.
1: Lauren can help me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lauren, if you end up making it for my birthday, we have to hang out with Lauren. Yes, Lauren. totally. Lauren. I told her last
2: <laughs> night I was like, I was like, we're going to we need to have an L.A. fun venture. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So so did you – Thanks for, for staying with us on that romp, listeners.
0: We love it. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business – Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So So,
1: what do we want to talk about about priorities? What's our priority? Well, like, I think, like, how do you prioritize getting on the date? Like, it sounds like, Kenny, that you guys had just, like, schedule stuff. So, like, like, when do you give up? This is not exactly priorities, but, like how do you prioritize someone who's a stranger versus someone else who's a stranger who you might be able to like text with and go on a date within three days? Well, it's like the impossible
3: thing. I think I might've mentioned this last time, but like with an app, it's like creates this like priority dilemma because it's like, there's always someone around the corner and like, I think you have to like, I forcibly like just like fewer people so that like you can (laughs) find a way to end up on a date rather than constantly just like exchanging messages. Like I'll like people and like be like, why did I just do that? like i don't mean to be like like it almost feels rude because i'm like wasting your time because i just like i from like an outward like high level perspective i'm like this probably like just isn't gonna be a thing but like i'm happy to go on a date with you but like it's probably just like isn't gonna be a thing but like i'm like there's now like too many people in this like list of people that i'm chatting with and i'm like now i can't prioritize so i think like if you're selective a little bit and like just take it slower which is kind of counterintuitive because it's like really hard to like you're making an assumption that you're going to convert a lot of the people that you like on an app into a date, which is like the counterbalance to that because if you're not like matching with enough people, you're not guaranteed to get a date. But if you're matching with too many people, then you could like end up with like three people asking you out at a date or like trying to deal with logistics around three people at the same time. And it's just an absolute chaos and like nobody, neither party wants to deal with that. So I think it's like from my perspective, it's like taking it just a little bit slower, but also like giving your chance yourself the chance to be like, Of these three people, if, like, if I had three people who wanted to go on a date with me, for example, like, this week, like, I think you have to be willing to, like, make a choice and, like, maybe say, like, hey, sorry, something came up this week. Like, if you're still around next week or, like, it's, like, you can't date everyone. I think it's, like, something that people are going to have to realize, especially if, like, you're an app user, as I am. Because it's just, like, an unlimited world. There's so many people in the city. There's so many people in the city that use apps. Like, it's, like, almost, like, you're never going to be able to date everyone.
1: And I think, like, too much vetting would get in the way of me because I'd start getting in my paper checklist, my, like, what well, is the type of guy I see myself with? Whereas, like, if you just see the app as, like, a random sample that you get, like, don't match with too many people. Just match with, like, some, but be open-minded and go on dates with them
0: yeah, if,
3: you, no, know, if you yeah, think they seem normal. Yeah, for sure. I also don't think, like, to your point, like, paperless, like, not worth overreading it. But, like, at the same time, don't match with 15 people and then just ignore half of them. right right right. it's just bad etiquette and like ultimately because like that works both ways like i'll match with people like send a message and then like clearly they just like don't follow up or like don't respond and it's like totally fine because like you're not on the hook to do that but at the same time like always is better to have a conversation if it's available
1: wait i kind of want to read this listener comment in the secret facebook group because it has to do with this um from today and we'll double check with her i'll keep it anonymous but that it's okay um, cool? Yeah, totally. It's kind of it's like it makes sense with this to me. I saw it this morning. Totally. So, uh, hey all, not a question, but something I wanted to post here nonetheless. I was a pretty early listener to the podcast and had also been wandering through the online dating desert with no luck. I like that, online dating desert. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, after hearing Bumble come up on a few episodes, I decided to give it another shot and added it back into the mix. A few months and a bunch of false starts and unsuccessful dates later, I did a what have I got to lose match with a guy who I ended up chatting with. So that's kind of, I think, what the what have I got to lose match is kind of that, like, yeah, let's match. This might not be what I first saw myself swiping on, um, if I'm understanding correctly. Uh, He asked me to drinks. I knew we had some common interests and values from talking, but didn't have the full rundown that some of the other apps give you, and I'm so glad. As it transpired, he was a perfect match, values and personality-wise, but otherwise had a lot of differences from the guys I usually swiped right on, which means that, If I'd had too much info, I might have never ended up on that date. There was never any waiting around or games after that. Right from the beginning, I knew it was right and he did too. Here I am four months later and the happiest I've ever been in a relationship that I never saw coming. Hmm, That's awesome. Uh, Moral of the story, don't be afraid to go outside of your box and date someone different. Maybe that's the reason your go-to variety of potential dates isn't working out. There's someone out there for you who will make you happy and treat you right. (laughs)
2: It's like really sweet. That's really, really, really sweet.
1: Um, I don't know. It's like, like, just like thinking of that within the context of everything we were just talking about is kind of helpful because that's kind of how I felt about there are a lot like obviously I swiped on him wasn't you know but date 13 is different than a lot of guys I've dated before so
3: I I think like the term like checking the box applied to dating is like not really fair I don't know Mm -hmm. because then it's like you're putting someone technically in a box and like essentially like quantifying their characteristics in terms of like how many things that like you're looking for they like outwardly express or like inhibit um so like from my perspective, yeah, being fluid and, like, just being more open leads to more fun opportunities than you typically think.
2: Totally. And those checklist things tend to be not things that are, like, essential about the person. Like, they're things that are, like, quote-unquote accidental. Like, there's that, whatever, sorry, this is my sober feminism for a second, my hungover feminism for a second. It's not even feminism. There's, <laughs> that, there's that, there's, like, a <laughs> philosophical concept of essential qualities versus accidental qualities. So... Your essential quality is that you have light brown hair An accidental quality is that you work in finance. Like things about you that are essential Mm -hmm. to who you are versus things that just happen to be true and could have been different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is like, it's not, it doesn't exactly fall down these lines, but I think so many times people's kind of those checkboxes are like accidental qualities about someone. Things that like just are paper things that could have been totally different if their life had been a little bit different or whatever. And it's funny because I do now, like, because I we talk about dating so much and it's so much part of the world. Like, whenever I like got this wedding yesterday, I was talking to a lot of people and I was talking to a girl who was, like, in a weird dating situation and I was hearing about it and I was like, well, what's your type? And she was like, she ran me down this, like, checklist and mm-hmm. it, it, I was, and nothing about it was, like, she didn't even do the cliche, like, someone with a good sense of humor. It, it was just, like this, that, like, somebody who wants to get married, wants this, wants, like, and it's cool to know what you want. I'm not shading that, but I also think it's, like, so Mm -hmm. important that those on-paper checkbox things, like, really don't define who someone is or their personality or what it's like to be around them.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, like, as admittedly paid way too much attention to certain checkbox things, um I de- I never did it with like I would have been smarter like someone who wants a relationship you know that would have been a great checkbox for me to have had when I was like 25 but I didn't um and who knows if I even did want a relationship then but I do think there are just certain things and I often it has to do with like familiarity with something or what I thought my type was or something like it was not always And then uh, otherwise snotty things, like this college, this, like, that's dumb. That is dumb, dumb stuff to worry about. Sorry. Well, your priorities,
2: full circle, and, like, who you want are defined by, like, your specific set of experiences. Mm -hmm. And, like, our set of experiences is just, like finite and also just like it's everything that's like fucked us up to this point you know it's like it's all good and bad but it's all our our baggage Mm -hmm. so like the Mm -hmm. shit you're looking for is probably just like an expression of your baggage
3: and the stuff that you like are not necessarily looking for you might just not know that you want to look for because you haven't been willing to like step away from your certain prioritize like check the box items right so like being more flexible i think like to that point though like finding something you can connect on like i think like understanding what you're looking for and then finding some way to get there not necessarily like A to B but maybe it's A to C to B like just finding a way to like connect on a certain like familiar ground is always like just the goal right because like I think people from different places people from different backgrounds people from just like different lifestyles and walks of life is like honestly typically more interesting like I think it would be like not out of the question but like less inclined to date somebody who did the same job as me because I feel like it would just be like the same personality is the same, but like, again, yeah. it just depends on the person. Like I'm trying to find people who are like from a different part of the country, from a different part of the world, like who have just like done different things, like work in a creative environment, like versus just like an office space. I think it's like, I think it ultimately leads to like, not only like more, maybe more things to talk about, but it also just like broadens your horizons and like gives you a different perspective. Cause like, otherwise you'd be meeting again, people that are so similar to you that it's, not necessarily like, you know, I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's, it's not necessarily like beneficial or like developmental towards like how you just think about like the broader. Yeah. Like especially with New York City with so many different types of people like inhabiting every single, I mean, we're in a four-story apartment building and I bet every person in this building just is very, not necessarily everybody, but like brings a different opinion to the table, likes different, has different interests, like has been mm-hmm. from different parts of the world, different schools. like I think it's just like. Interesting, and I think being in New York especially, you need to just be more open-minded because there are so many different walks of life.
2: Yeah. I feel like the, the, like, distillation of everything we've talked about is, like, it's kind of important to, like, blow up your priorities a little bit. Like, to think about what they are, especially in another person. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And, like, just try to at least, like, explore outside of some of them. Because, like, we set those things for ourselves and we're not always the best judges of our own selves.
1: And I think you can, like, try to blow them up within your own life and, like, if dating is a priority or not, too. Like, it's just, like, going outside of your comfort zone. Like, whether or not, like, if you find yourself complaining about being single but you don't go on dates, if you don't even have an app downloaded, download a fucking app to start, you know? Sorry, that's how I mean. But I'm, like, can't complain if you don't, you know. It might not be your jam. Like, you might, ra- uh, but, like, blow something up about the way you're prioritizing. Or if you prioritize dating to almost a fault where, like, you get, into things and they're not like you get like like if if ask a friend and they'll tell you if they're a good friend if you like prioritize dating to a fault I don't know then that's like maybe time to like blow that up and like take a break from it I don't know I think that does apply totally. Eliza what you when said when we had like
2: our lovely anonymous guest on from 100 the 180 days of date of not dating blog or not mm-hmm. a blog it was an Instagram 180 days of not dating. Um, and she basically did that. She was, like, she knew she was too invested in, like, a series of relationships that had gone wrong. And she took half a year off dating and talked about it. And I was, like, like I, the self-awareness to realize that you need that, too, is, like, so important. I know some people mm-hmm. who could take a break.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I'm yeah. honestly, like, fine with weeks where I'm, like, I can't go on a date, right? Yeah. like, I'm terms of priorities like work and like career is still a very much so priority in my life and like dating is kind of supplemental to that right so it's like again prioritizing to the extent that you want to and deprioritizing to the extent that you need to mm-hmm.
2: totally excellent on we that note should we fuck yeah points all over all oh, over yeah. this making points, points putting points on, on the board night. Let's yeah, go. is that a sports metaphor that i made? putting points on the Can board I, yeah is that a thing yeah that's a sports. that's sport are you that
3: disconnected from sports yes okay
2: Except for, no, that's a lie. Because they say that in basketball. And basketball is the only sport. College basketball is the only sport that I like. I'm not even that knowledgeable, but I follow pretty closely because exactly. of UConn. Um, that's not important. <laughs> do you, do you, me being proud of a tiny, really simple sports um, turn of phrase. Uh, should we read a worst first or best first? We'll read.
1: I, I There's a best first. Should we read it? Yeah, right? And then we can yeah. close it out from there. All right. I, like, quickly read this. There might be some surprises in here for me, to be really honest. So we'll see. Hi, Kimmy and Liza and Kenny. At 31, I had recently re-entered the dating game and have found such comfort and wonderful advice from your podcast. Thank you. I love hearing the relatable best and worst date date scenarios you share, and I figured it would be a great time to share one of my own as it relates to the most recent podcast with Kenny and the discussion on activity dating. So remember when we talked about, like, going on a date with an activity? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The best first date I have ever gone on was an activity date. This, of course, could not be a situation that can often happen as it required planning, time, and a large sense of adventure. Though, if you find someone up for the challenge and you both have a free day to commit, it's so worth it. Ooh, ooh. I had met a guy on Match.com and and exchanged the obligatory awkward dating website messages, switched to text, and had a phone call. Ooh, we should talk about phone calls more. I like that. We both had been attracted to each other's sense of adventure and love for new activities, so we used that attraction for a date. It was we decided to spend a Saturday morning and afternoon together the following week where each of us selected an activity we enjoyed and thought the other person had maybe never engaged in. It was all a surprise on the day of minus what clothing should be worn brought. Oh my, this is out of a movie. I did not read this closely. This is great. Um, (laughs) I could have shit myself. I was so nervous that Saturday morning. But amped to have found a guy up for a new experience. He picked me up promptly at 7.30am with a coffee in hand. I know. Who the hell goes on a (laughs) 7.30am date? Wow. we headed to my stop. Buddy brought coffee. So her date. a good guy. Hot yoga. And I had guessed correctly that this ex-marine had never done yoga before. This is cool. He was such a champion, sweating through the whole class, trying all the poses with a smile on his face. We hit the showers, changed into swimsuits and athletic apparel, and took a drive. I love what... That we had about an hour drive to recap the yoga as well as get to know each other, eventually stopping at a hiking location. He grabbed a bag with snacks and waters, and we hiked to the edge of a cliff and jumped off of it into a lake. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Wow. Uh, the date ended with another ride home and stopped for lunch for deeper conversation, and I was back by 4 p.m. Yes, a bold move and a long-time investment for a first date, but we got to bond on a deeper level than with a drink at a bar as well as firsthand learn about one each- one another's personalities and interests. On that date, I learned he could laugh at himself, was open to trying new things, knew how to plan an activity, was timely, organized, a good instructor, patient, and generally a fun person to be around. Our second Damn. date was ziplining in the mountains. We didn't get past date four, but it's been six years and we were still good friends. Moral of the story, try an activity date. Maybe something neither one of you has engaged in before. The bonding that occurs over trying new things, taking a class, making fools of yourself together is bold, but so rewarding. Thank you for sharing That's that. That's cool. That's out
3: of control and, like, frankly, <laughs> depressing <laughs> like how are you supposed to live up to that way to set the standard way too high
1: I mean but yeah I don't think you have to live up to it I I think it's like a really good way to shift thinking about like I prioritize drink states like switch up your priorities think about new things I just like that it's so different than any date I've ever gone on and I would all absolutely have failed it because I would have not been brave enough to jump off the cliff and I would have been worried about getting murdered the whole time I was in the car (laughs) with a stranger but I like this is very this like shakes up my brain in terms of like when we talk about dating or like give advice even though we're totally unqualified I'm always like go on drinks it's easier this is like so much more interesting yeah and like I think truly even just
2: in that you know we've heard so many worst first date stories and even best first date stories and even in in just these like couple words you get so much of a sense of who this guy is that he shows up he has coffees he does he has he has snacks and water and he like he is a planner and he's a thinker like stuff like that it's easier to tell who someone is sometimes from like watching them do something similar to the conversation we were having at the beginning. Like if you're just sitting talking, like it is kind of a pitch of sorts, but if you're doing something like it's easier to see somebody's stripes, you know?
3: Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I want to, I want to go on a date with that guy (laughs) (laughs) or that that couple. Maybe I can just tag along and like just be part of that.
1: I know. Good on this him feels for like doing a it. Rea- okay, head. wait. Someone's going to steal this idea. I-, I think this is our TV show. Activity. Extreme first dates. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, let's pitch this. Great. Okay? Nobody yeah. steal it. <laughs> if you steal it, we have audio that says we thought of it Copyright. first. Copyright. <laughs> What's the date today? Where are we? What C year is it? C with a circle around it. T-M with a tiny connected T and an M. That's All legal. That's going to hold up in court. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a patent tomorrow, so don't even think about it. Amazing. A patent, <laughs>
2: patent. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and patent that.
1: Intellectual property. But, Fine. Um, no.
2: That's okay, skating. sorry. On that note, let's tell everyone where they can find
1: us. Where they can find nowhere. us and what they can do to support us. Yes, so totally. I just want to say I'm working on a little guide of date spots that I went on. For New York, obviously, um, that we're gonna put on when we organize our Patreon, which is not up yet, so don't stress it. Just like in that. I mentioned some merch in the group, people were voting. That's all, we're all gonna do new cool things soon. Liza's looking at me like, are we? I'm
2: oh like, no, yes, we the, are.
1: the date spot was news to me,
2: and I was like, the date spot guide was news to me, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. The merch, I'm very well, jazzed about.
0: I
1: actually started the date spot guide. I always said I would. and So it's going to take me a little time. But I want to put that on our Patreon because then you can just look at the date spots that I went on. Um, I'm just trying to make it look prettier uh, on Photoshop. But thank you for listening and rate, subscribing, reviewing. We really appreciate it. And I'm going to do my annoying call yet again because you all are already annoyed with me. So what's the harm? If you've been listening to this forever and still haven't done it and are like, ugh, stop it. But you do like us. Um, it really helps. And it's actually free for you to do. If you just go... Just like pause it. Because we're not going to say anything interesting past this. I promise. Just get <laughs> off and just rate, subscribe, review us. Right now. Right? It takes so little time. I, you don't even cool. have to write
2: anything. You can just put in the star level that you think us deserving yeah. of. And then... I think the
1: words might help. But like it's okay. You if can that's write like...
2: I like it. It's good. You know, you don't
1: have to write a novel. Yeah. Like... Good One oh, well, you know sentence yeah. is fine. Nicole Byer, who has a podcast called Why Won't You Date Me that we've talked about and advertised on this podcast. But she has a thing where she asks people to write her, like, dirty, nasty comments in the in the reviews. So we should come up with something. What can we ask our listeners to put in the review? Like, their opening line or something? Yeah, or, that would be fun. Or, like, how many like,
2: dicks out of five they would give our podcast, which one amazing yeah. reviewer <laughs> wrote in and put five eggplants out of five eggplants in the title of their review. Amazing. And I was like, I'm obsessed with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So like share something with us. It does you literally don't have to talk about the podcast, just give a nice review with stars and then you know, tell us about your opening line or what you your, had for breakfast. Your worst <laughs> what you had for breakfast. We'll come up with something intriguing yeah. soon. But obviously not today because it's a Sunday. Cool.
2: But in the meantime, do rate, subscribe, review. It really does help us out a lot. And follow us on Instagram at five one first dates pod and email us your worst first date stories, your best first date stories, your weird dating stories, your disgusting dating stories at five one first dates pod at gmail.com.
1: And that's it. Is that everything? Oh, yeah. join us in your Facebook group. See your Facebook group. Yes. Kenny, do you have any thoughts and feelings that you want to share with the world?
3: No. Thanks for continuing to put up with me as I continue to go through this and continue to develop and, see how this goes. This is obviously a continuation of something that I was already doing but it's weird a little bit still to memorialize it on a podcast so like I don't know if I'm necessarily always saying the right things but like we'll get there and we'll make it work and th- well, we're all good is what I guess Can I'm you're saying
1: all of the right things. You're crushing it. Hey. <laughs> it is you're weird. F- it's hard. I
3: also think I like, might have said just all of the same things I said last podcast so you gotta bear with me if I'm very repetitive. We'll, I say the same thing every mind.
2: week. Every week. It all boils down <laughs> to like Communicate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Say what you feel. Say what you want. Exactly. And change around, just prioritize some things differently this week and go on a date. Go on a date. <laughs> Try. Go on a
2: date.
1: A big shout out to Anthony from 5 Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check 5 Ohm out online at 5ohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M.
0: Ohm.